The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include hallucinations, loss of integrity. You know, I'm going to go through this whole thing, but really what it comes down to is Hollywood busts your moral compass, but God, it's a good time. G'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Summer. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, although he's not the bear. When's your next fight, bear? The next fight is August 27th. August 27th. I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually very, very excited about our guest today. She's from my neck of the woods. I thought the exact same thing when I saw that, actually. So you got to be really above and beyond. It right was, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. We've got another Aussie model coming on. Well, well not that I'm modeling anymore. Well, but. again, not just my first thought was Aussie, yes, but of course the modeling, similar careers. I get hyped up whenever we have fighters on. So now we have someone from your neck of the woods. You said you're field in today. I, we do, but I'm more excited just because she's an Aussie and I'm a little homesick. Oh, homesick. I am. We've had a fair amount going on in the news. There's been drama with the uh, royal family. There's been drama in Hollywood. There's been drama in politics. There's just been drama, drama, drama. And there's a new variation of COVID. Yeah, I know. Deeply it's, exciting. I don't remember the exact percentage or even the multiples, but uh, what is it? Just in our home valley alone, there's been 2,000 additional hospitalizations over the last few months. I think what scares me about it, and I'm going to say this, just I, I have lupus. Mm -hmm. So I have this like shit ass immune system. So every time something like that pops up, I pretty much just want to shit a chicken. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, mm -hmm. the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. It's also matched by Voice America, by the way. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. So it, it really does scare me. Actually, that's one thing uh, Robin Lawley, our guest today, she also has lupus. We contacted her, I think, for Lupus Month, and then we got her on now, so I'm just excited to have her on. So another person you guys, another thing you guys share in common, although I don't think this is like when you want to, you know, celebrate as far as commonalities you know, go. Well, I don't know, but she's smoking hot. That we don't have in common anymore. Like, I looked at her, I'm like, oh, you're like my age, but hotter, I hate you. <laughs> Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm always happy to see women succeed in media. I have, it's my crusade. I want more women in media. Well, that's why you actually brought on your assistant, wasn't it? Because I wanted women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds really bad. You probably shouldn't work in Hollywood and be like, I want women. Well, you know, I, I'll give you the same thing. A lot of my instructors over at Free MMA have been ladies. Some of my best friends who are also instructors at their own gyms have been women. I think it's good that we're starting to, at least should be starting to, equal out more in the job force between the genders. I agree with that. Hollywood is not even close. No, it's not. But you know what? Step by step, right? 
Does that mean like I'm I'm all for equality, but I, I do think it has its limits. I'd like to see more women in your profession. There are let's see, there's definitely quite a few, but pale in comparison to the men. Now I don't now that that to me does not necessarily speak as high of like okay, women are not allowed. Now that definitely was a time for that. Yeah, I don't know why it was kind of a dick about that. He was that. very specific and no women in the UFC ever. Um, he actually made a comment once about Vandalay about uh, cyborg. Chris, Chris Cyborg looking, looking like, like Vandalay Silva. I, I was really other. offended. He was a dick. I don't like him. Well, he still really hasn't changed much from there. But you know what? He he is employing them. He employs several hundred different women under that organization. And I'm glad he's starting MMA to do that. Are doing okay, but your mate Sam is mm-hmm. one of the few guys that has a female corner. You're right, and hopefully, hopefully more eventually do come around. She's done a great, great job for him in his she career. Is, she is a badass. And she's also an ex-model. She is, she was. She won America's Next Top Model. Yes. She was, she's all kinds of bad, see, models are the best people. Models make the best, so like. That's my That's my problem with Victoria's Secret right now, is they're you, doing this whole like uh, fake activism thing where they're like, we're gonna have activists model for us. I'm like, if you look at some of the ex-models, we have Victoria's Secret models that are now working over at NYU. We have um, women that have become national scientists. One woman that's over that's over lecturing at Harvard was a Victoria's Secret model. You have some of the most successful women around that started as Victoria's Secret models. I'm just saying. No, absolutely. And plus, it sets you up for a fantastic career. The amount of contacts you meet, the ability to travel out to different places and see more of the world. I think it creates smarter people being in the entertainment industry like we are today. I think so. Oh, speaking of people that like to entertain people, uh, Steve Bannon was just found guilty of contempt at his uh, trial in Congress. Guilty of contempt, like contempt Mm -hmm. of court? Mm -hmm. Contempt of Congress. Oh, contempt of Congress, I beg your pardon. I thought he may have just started shouting out in the middle of the courthouse. Mm -mm. And then Spain's on fire. Spain's on fire? Wait, you just dropped that right in the middle. Yep, there's huge (laughs) fires in Europe because, you know... yeah, oh my goodness. Well, That's you know what's happening, what? and they said this is going to be the coolest summer we have from now on. Like it will get hotter every year. Oh yeah, I've heard about that too. It's how long until you think they feel like okay? How long do you think it's going to take for the politicians, the people running running our country or our world, decide? Okay, maybe. You're you're in warming you're in America. You guys just got rid of abortion. Like I don't even want to hear it from I, your, you guys. I wasn't right happy. Now. I voted. You, against I don't want to hear that. that, that <laughs> I'm just protocol. saying I don't want to hear that shit from you right now. Oh, speaking of hot messes uh, and people that should be aborted, um, <laughs> WWE CEO Vince McMahon decided to retire amid misconduct allegations which is not a surprise like decided to retire my ass he was said we're going to give he was told we're going to give you money but you need to get out before well, no it's his company, company like flops. he's yeah pretty much he's a douche his board of directors absolutely told him that there yeah. was no way i work with the wwe a lot and those dudes are usually pretty cool but he's vince is special is he oh my god it's just another world. He's man. a total. He's a total shitbag. Like the WWE, if you get hurt in the cage as an MMA fighter, what does Dana White? I don't even like Dana White, but what does he well, do? Da- you are so assuming it happened cage side or in the cage, you are covered and taken care of by the organization. Okay. But you're also covered through the organization, meals, supplements, dietary plans, trainers. They they take care of you if you're fighting for them. Well, uh, WWE's policy: if you get hurt. Um, while performing for them is suck a dick. That that is a direct quote, by the way, of what they told um, mankind. Well, After he broke his back. 1099, right? You're, you are an yeah. uh, independent contractor. They do not have to take responsibility for you, and they choose not to. Mm-hmm. 
So you you are absolutely on your own in the yep. WWE. Oh yeah, you find these guys. There is a, a whole slew of like GoFundMe's for WWE fighter, like for the WWE wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, who are severely injured, and people turn around and they're like, "Well, it's not real fighting. These guys don't get hurt." Are you kidding me? These guys break their bodies doing this job. It's a hard job. Listen, not every kick to the face is real, but contact is made. Slams are done. They are actually, they're falling out of the ring, you know, seven, six feet down to a plastic table and then smashing through that into the concrete floor below. Sure, it's not real. They do decide who the winners are and not all the techniques they do are actually feasible. But the drills, the drops, the takedowns, all of that's legitimate. They're not just landing on foam padding or they're pretending to be, take, pretending to be taken down. You can't do that. They are actually accumulating damage as they go through their rounds with their quote-unquote opponents. But I think any job where your best option for medical care I, I'm not going to go on my tirade about Is American Medicare. Prayers? Yeah, hopes and prayers. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the country with the medical care thing here. Hmm. You'll need national medical, but cutting that out. Yeah. Um, is Dwayne Johnson privately paying for stuff because he feels bad or a GoFundMe? Like you got a serious problem. There's something wrong with your industry. I'm surprised Dwayne Johnson hasn't opened up some kind of nonprofit. To no, he just pays out of his pocket for these dudes. Okay, I mean, it would be more. I think it would bring more attention, not just to save him money, but I think it would bring more attention to the fact that these people are in the entertainment business. They are actually getting injured, and no one is helping them. Post. Think, ironically, his daughter joined the WWE. Right. So even more incentive to try and. But here's the thing. He's probably also also. I can't speak today. Very very partial to them. That's where that's where start. he started. That's his his dad was so, in it. His grandfather was in it. So he's probably he's, he's, he's definitely a company happy guy. To pay for after he's the a company fact, guy. But he's not going to want to like raise awareness. No. Against the start of his company. Like my first job was awesome. Great boss. Great hours. Everything was fantastic. If all of a sudden it went to hell, I would just stop bringing it up. I would just stop. I would not encourage. I would just stop making a thing but i don't know if i'd go on all out tirade of oh don't ever show up here again this man is horrible doing this this or that unless of course he's you know genuinely harming people but you do feel a sense of not what was that word loyalty Look, in I, a sense i worked in a really weird industry i modeled my acted for years and yeah. when you'd go on casting calls it was the same five girls Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically three of us were on all of the gigs because we had a similar look and a similar style. Okay. And, but there were like five of us. And I remember one of the girls was assaulted by by one of the casting directors when we were called in. And she came out and she sent, told us all to leave. So I think there's, there's a camaraderie when you're in the same job. Yeah, there's a competition, but there's also camaraderie because you, you know these girls are always put up with the same jobs. Um, and she did, she, she told us to leave and we'd tell each other when certain auditions were and, and different things. And yeah, it was your competition, but it was also, it was also the people you knew. Um, and I think you don't want to hurt anyone. And I think there's the, the saddest part was it didn't occur to us to report this. Mm. We just left and we left with her. I think at that point there was a chance where even if you did report it, either nothing comes of it or you risk losing position in that and that's, standard. And that's the big thing is you're told to shut up. Like I remember when uh, my assistant Alexis was assaulted by a guy that we were working with. He cornered her in a hotel. Mm-hmm. She came back upset because she hadn't gotten a contract signed, which is why I sent her over. Yeah. Not that he'd assaulted her. Like I was furious. But, but not over the fucking because, contract. Yeah, because he attacked your because you attacked your friend. Yeah, he attacked my assistant. He attacked my friend. I I was angry, 
but it's a different view. And I think you desensitize a little bit to the industry that you're in. You have to. I think so. Like you look at the amount of injury you deal with on an ongoing basis. When's yeah. the last time you were not bruised or injured? No, even right now I have torn rib cartilage on the right side. I have leftover from internal bruising. I have soft tissue damage in the hands. I have a broken toe that I fought on, which was hilarious in of itself just because of how it happened. But, you know, you, there's certain things of every job you just have to come to terms with and accept no matter what. But in our job, in the entertainment industry, there's more of acceptance, I think, of physical damage. Yeah, I think there really is. Wrestlers, for sure. I think pro wrestlers are one of the biggest people to understand that. UFC fighters as well, MMA guys. Uh, actors, actresses, people who go through extreme stress for their films or the productions they're involved in. Like, I had a severe eating disorder when I was modeling. It was not, I, I always say it was not Victoria's Secret's fault, but I did. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had a severe eating disorder, but I came to the job with it. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was from modeling itself mm -hmm. to a degree. Victoria's Secret was the one that was never trying to get me to lose weight. They're like, eat something. <laughs> they, they're very helpful for <laughs> yeah. you. But, for, but I, I was really thin. I think, I think there is a bit of dysmorphia that comes with being in the industry. Okay. You allow yourself to that. be injured. Yeah. Um, you know, our version of skinny is, is different, um, which actually is going to bring me to our guest. I'm really, really excited. She's a plus-size model, which I love. I think she's about one of the sexiest people I've ever seen on the planet. Uh, her name is Robin Lawley. Lawley. How can I not talk today? The hell is wrong with me? She's an Australian model. She is one of my favorite people. She's absolutely a supermodel. Um, she's worked so many years. Elle, Glamour, Marie Claire. I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at her bio and reading off. I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to get her on the show. We are going to go to break. When we come back, guys, we are going to be on with a woman I look up to right after this. We'll be back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you are listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. 
Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda, on with our very, very special guest, one of my favorite people and someone I really look up to, Robin Lawley. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I should say good day. <laughs> How you going? Oh, good. Nice to talk to a fellow Australian. It's it's been a minute. I, I deal with a group called Advance, so I get to see Australians. But because of COVID, it's been shut down. I don't think I've seen another Australian in like two years. <laughs> I'm a little homesick actually hearing you. I know you get like I sound so Australian when I talk to my sisters. So whenever I yep. feel like I'm talking to American, I just call them, and then I sound so Aussie Oka. It's embarrassing. <laughs> when I pick up groceries because they're like, Robin, it's... who are you? Why are you sound so like, <laughs> but it, I haven't lost the accent. So I'm proud. I, I don't think you can lose it. I think, uh, it, it was, it was a Portia de Rossi had said a few years back. She said, it doesn't matter how long you're here. It's not just that Australians can't lose the accent. We won't on principle. Injected to our blood, and I don't know if we should be yep. proud. I don't know if it does sound <laughs> nice. But that's the embarrassing part. But anyway, continue on. I'm, but it's, but it's I'm going to change your life. If you, I know it sounds so lame because people say that crap all the time. But if you have lupus, I'm going to get rid of your lupus. So now that interests you know, me. Yeah, I like that because I'm a I'm a stroke survivor from freaking lupus. So everyone that, you know, you tell you have lupus, they're like, oh, what's that? They don't have no idea what lupus is. It's something really serious because it's an autoimmune disease and it can really screw you over. It screwed me over. It gave me two strokes after my daughter was born. And we went to a hospital and they were like, what the hell? She doesn't have a stroke. She's a good looking woman. And they sent me home. And then we went to Australia and they're like, oh my God, Robin had like multiple strokes. So I'm a stroke survivor. So... I got rid of lupus by meeting an amazing doctor who made me go vegan and eat a shit ton of spinach. But when I mean a shit ton of spinach, I mean like eight cups plus every single day. And that's oh what I God. eat still to this day. And a cup of flax seeds, which is omega-3. And I stopped eating animal products and it worked. It got really rid of and apparently an incurable disease it got rid of. So if you're ready to get rid of your incurable disease, I recommend you follow a chick called Goodbye Lupus on Instagram because she changed my life. And you could change yours today. Anyway, let's continue if you <laughs> I think I think you know, we had her on during Lupus Month and she told us to get you on. Yeah, well, that's probably right because I literally heard <laughs> like sidekick because it actually worked because... It, my levels of lupus went away. I don't have lupus anymore. I have epilepsy because the stroke damage, you know, fucked me over. I don't know if I can swear on this channel, but, you know. You, you oh, can. Actually, like it, it gives money to charity every time you do. Oh, great. You well, you've got an Australian <laughs> on. Um, but, you know, lupus is really serious and, you know, it really caused a lot of damage. And I didn't even know I had it. You know, that's why it's such a, it screws people over because it, does so much damage before you know you have it kind of situation and it takes so long to figure out and all that crap and it's really hidden and you know it's people don't understand it and it's complicated to tell people but yeah anyway I wanted to tell you Summer because I just want to back her up because you can eat your way out of things and people don't believe that like food can change your life 
I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree yeah. with that. Though, granted, the best, the, the oddest comment I ever got about lupus was somebody asked me if that meant I was a werewolf. And I realized there, there are some people I probably shouldn't discuss this with. Maybe they're thinking of Professor Lupin. I think Harry she was Potter. high. <laughs> like, I, I, I really high. think she was high. It was at a nightclub in Hollywood. So that's, that's the line. Can, now, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? We've already got people pinging on Twitter, asking kind of who you are and what you do and what you model for. Yeah, I'm a, a curvy model. So, you know, I'm a little bit, well, I don't even like saying curvy model. I'm just your regular kind of gal. And I model fashion. And, you know, I have been doing this for 15 years now. I'm apparently retired now. And I just did a talk show uh, podcast uh, uh, called Everybody, which I'm really pr proud of because I've been through a lot of health battles. Like I said, I've been through strokes and now I have epilepsy. And I've also taken on Victoria's Secret because no one was ready to take on a stupid company like them but me. Yep. Um, because I was kind of, you know, really sick and tired of their stupid annual show where they would broadcast this really retarded body down a runway and I say retarded because it's a beautiful body you know it's a gorgeous body it's a really celebrated body but it's the only body we ever bloody see you know I agree. and I'm just kind of sick of it every year and I just wanted diversity I just wanted curves and I just wanted you know I wanted Savage Fenty's show basically and then that came out Agreed. and then I wanted uh, Victoria's Secret to do a bit more curves and begged them to change. I literally started a petition and begged them to change and did the whole petition and, you know, we are all angels petition and they didn't change, you know. Uh, I had 10,000 signatures and everything and they didn't include one curvy body on that runway and then they had the least amount of views in that, you know, annual uh, runaway. It was like the 4 million instead of 20 million, I don't know. And then the following year, they cancelled their runaway. And then now they're suffering crazy uh, demise of sales. And now, like you said, you know, before I was on how they're trying to use really diverse people now. And that they're only just trying to do that now is because they're sales. And they're just a company, you know, and I think people have to realize that you have to vote with your wallets. And it's mm -hmm. as simple as that. And you've got to, it's as simple as that. It's all I can tell you. And I think you can't stand for this kind of bullshit. And if the companies are sexist and racist and stupid, you've got to vote. Uh, tra and and trans transphobic. Up. They gave a bunch of shit about a trans model. That was not a proud exactly. moment. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you've just got to speak up. And I'm so sick of when people don't. And I saw that stupid, creepy guy clapping on that runway. And it just, oh, my God, it made my blood boil, you know, because I've met him at parties when he's stupidly wasted. And then, you know, we've spoken together. And I've had to, like, you know, speak nice to him, Robin, because you could be on his <laughs> runway and all that crap. You know, that's what I've literally been told to do. And so I've, you know, I'm not doing that shit anymore. And I don't have to do that shit anymore. So I'm going to speak up about that stuff. And I'm sorry I didn't do it at the time. I should have been more proactive, and I wasn't, you know. So I'm now trying to be more proactive. So I'm sorry I wasn't at the time. Well, now having lived through it and seeing the other side and starting to advocate against some of these companies like Victoria's Secret, 
If you had some advice maybe for models who are looking to come up through the ranks, get involved in one of these industries or one of these agencies, I should say, what would be some advice for them? Uh, my advice is like, I think do your own thing. I think definitely is a time period now. I think don't stand for the bullshit. I think you, yep. know, you can take your own photos. You can take your own video. You know, I think these agencies now, I mean, it's all such a joke. I, I think times have changed. And I think Instagram and TikTok and all those platforms, they've made it so easy and accessible for people. And it's kind of brilliant. And I think anybody can be a model. And, you know, I think some agencies help with the big guns and the big, you know, contracts where you need the help, <laughs> you know, and you don't have to stress as much with creepy clients because unfortunately there are a lot of creepy people out there. Like yep. I don't put my main email out there. My main email is my um, managers. So at least I have that pressure off me. So it's it's one of those things. It is hard, especially when it's young people. So I don't know. It's it's still a new game. Well, I think I, I agree with you. I think social media has really changed the game to a point where I know for us, you and I are kind of the same generation there that um, well, you're told to shut up and go along with it. And I think there's a point now that people don't have to. And that makes a big difference. You know, I was telling uh, Bear a story before the break, uh, before you came on, about girls I used to go to auditions with and things happening and then uh, us warning each other when people were creepy but not thinking to tell. That just wasn't a thing. And I think now, uh, one, you have companies like Fendi, which I think is a great example, uh, but you also have the the – safety of social media if someone does that you can push it in a way you couldn't before and i think that makes a big difference a very yeah, very it's big liberating difference. it is liberating i have to say i think having savage fancy and i think having those women standing up and like you're saying having the voice and sharing we can share that knowledge now amongst ourselves like it is also creepy though i find it like who's watching kind of situation like yeah i don't know <laughs> like you know in the universe but it is liberating in that sense we can share the women's power but as you know as we fight for our power it's just taken <laughs> so. yeah although we just lost the right to it yeah <laughs> they just overturned Roe versus wade here so we'll we'll uh we'll not look at that it's, it's, it's not a know, great it's, time it's for women yeah we're balancing <laughs> uh we're, we're working on it but uh, the the best thing I heard is yeah it's it's probably don't piss off the women we outnumber men I'm just saying um, yeah well that's what you, I'm trying to get I'm trying to make the women feel more confident in themselves you know don't feel disempowered by your body anymore don't take that shit life is too short you know I'm a stroke survivor I ain't got the time anymore I'm you know I'm not standing for this I love my body I don't care about that crap anymore. You know, and that's how I want you to feel about your body. That's what I'm saying. I like that. I think that is a really good message. Uh, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be chatting more with Robin. We're going to be uh, chatting, of course, with my co-host, Bear. We'll be right back after this.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda, who you can follow at Bear Fjorda. Don't forget to be following the show at TuneInBTS. And our very, very special guest, uh, Robin, where can everyone find you on social media? Um, Robin Lowley. That's my Instagram. And it's pretty boring. Robin Lowley on my Twitter. <laughs> Robin Lowley on my Facebook. But yeah, across all channels. Actually, well, that's perfect. If you're going for the right marketing strategy, it's always to have the right social media. And if you've got it in your name, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Make sure you are following her. Now, if you could spread one message to everyone, what would it be, do you think? Compost. Compost? Yes. You can start okay. it today. Why compost? You have my attention. That was not what I expected. <laughs> Uh, because you can start it today, literally, you can start composting today, and it's really good for the planet, and everyone needs to do it because we're in a climate emergency, and we all need dirt, 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 dirt. So you can start, you know, composting today. You know, I've heard a lot of things from a lot of people, but I've not heard that the one thing that can change the world is compost. And I think you may have given a more accurate answer to that than anyone we've ever had on the show. Well, it was a brilliant answer. It really you're is. absolutely right in saying that. You can do it immediately. You can make an immediate difference right in this moment by starting that. I think that's the best answer and we've ever gotten to that question. Yeah. You'll, make, you'll make some amazing dirt. And, you, and you know, if you went and bought dirt, you'd be like, holy shit, dirt is really expensive to buy. You know, because we all are in you know, great need of it. 
you know, and then you'll look into dirt and then you'll be like, oh my God, we actually really need dirt. And then you'll get into dirt and then you'll get into hopefully trees and forests and all that. So I'm trying to hopefully get you into it all. But compost, so start composting today and you can use all your vegetables basically. So don't believe all that crap how you can't do certain vegetables. Just compost it all because we need it all. I like, I like that. And I also really liked the, that was a spot on California accent. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was it spot was on. Like, no, I can do a lot of accents if you need, but yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'll say this growing up in the desert, I, uh, I've only ever known sand to be coarse and to get in my shoes. So I've never really thought much about how much the planet actually needs the substance itself. Oh my God. You sound like the world's worst version of Darth Vader. I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> it does. It does get everywhere. But oh. I, if anything for the planet, it's already suffering enough under it our It is. Care. We've got a huge fire going on through most of Europe right now. And I think Australia has been baking for the last five years. Well, there was a period of time where yeah. California got, was only well, I grew on up with the most beautiful planet, you know, in Australia. I grew up with Jervis yep. Bay is like the widest sand in the world. So, you know, I, I saw a planet that was the most, Australia isn't stunning, stunning section of the world. So that's why I'm in like, we've got to save it, you know, in panic mode with the environment because it's just so beautiful. You know, you can do, and people, I think they don't think they can do anything, but you can compost today. Anyone, you know, any, like you guys, summer, you know, bear, you can do it tonight. You know, all your vegetable scraps, you can just put together in a bucket. You don't even need to buy anything. Don't buy anything, please. So just, just put it in a bucket and collect it all and then go put it in the dirt patch in the backyard somewhere. Start, or start a community compost if you don't have, you know, if a group of you need to do it as a community. Because city groups, we did that in New York City. We had a community compost. Yeah, I think that would work well, especially just for our neighborhood here and the expanding yeah, out we from can, that. I, I'm in charge. I'm, I'm like the, the, the head of the... Uh, area here so i'll talk to everyone and send that out that's a really good idea and a really simple thing to do i like that why yeah. do you have such i mean i know growing up in australia it's a more of a socially globally kind of conscious view is it do you think it's just growing up in australia that gave you that view or why are you why are you so conscious about the planet it's a terrible thing to ask i shouldn't have to ask people that but i do well i'm staring at a like green forest right now i'm spoiled like i live up state in Woodstock, New York, like, I just love trees. I don't know. I'm just one of those hippies, but I just, I think it's all about trees and the environment. And my mom taught me to compost. And so I'm just repeating that. And I think we all need the garden. And I, I, you know, composted in New York City, even when I was doing modeling, it didn't stop. I gardened in New York City. I still farmed and gardened in New York City doing modeling, you know, even in the city life. I think it's important that we need trees and I think humanity needs to keep that going. And I think as we have these crazy heat waves and as we think we're not in crisis, you know, our planet is in crazy crisis right now. Coming from Australia, coming to a country where they've now, there's no social medicine, they've flipped Roe versus Wade and a good portion of the country doesn't believe in global warming. Was this a culture shock to you? Cause it scared the shit out of me. Like it was, it was weird. <clears throat> it's been in time, but I've found really like respected places like, uh, you know, in LA where I lived, I was spoiled and New York city where I lived, I was spoiled. So it's where I was living. I was spoiled. But when I visited certain areas, I've been, I have to say shocked at times. Um, I have been shocked at times, but I've, I've traveled the world. I've seen crazy countries, you know, so I've, you know, at the same time, I'm very lucky 
you know, I know how lucky I am and spoiled. So I don't know. It's hard, you know. That's how it's hard to protest so much. I I still protest and stand my ground, and I'm so freaking angry about the Roe versus Wade. I'm so angry about that because that's healthcare. You know, I've had two abortions for my life. You know, I've needed that for my life because I've had I had this two strokes right after my daughter was born, and. You know, I, I can't, I've had doctors tell me I cannot get pregnant again, and unfortunately I have. And so, unfortunately, I've had to have an abortion. It, you know, it should happen. But I've also, this is, I'm, you know, 11 years today with my partner. We've been together 11 years. You know, it's the same guy. <laughs> you know, I would have had the babies if I could. I just couldn't, unfortunately. So, I think the Roe versus Wade is shocking, and we, you know, we need to be able to... I have abortions. I agree. After the uh, after the way the media treated that ten year old girl, you had conservative media split in media where they're saying it didn't happen, and then when it came out, it did. They've tried to now make it about illegal immigration. Anything but the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Anything but the ten year old girl needing an abortion. It's it's been very strange to watch. Very very strange. I know. Well, you know, I, I haven't understood any of it. No, it's rather insane. I'm going I'm to drop back for a minute because I was curious. Uh, during your time traveling around the world and modeling, you've obviously seen some very beautiful places, and I know nothing is going to meet the home country of Australia, but what, other than that, was one of the most beautiful places you've gotten the chance to visit around the world? Uh, I mean, I got, Italy, I have to say, is really beautiful, and I, get to go, I used to go to Italy a lot. Um... Let me see. I think if we can beat Italy. Uh, sorry, I've got a memory like a fish as well, so that helps. <laughs> I um, get it. I get hit in the head all the time. I definitely get that. Well, I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump subjects then. Oh, sorry. No, you can jump the subject, I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> I'm going I'm to jump subjects and ask. So, we, you've you've given your advice on if someone wants to be a model. We talked a little at the beginning about living with lupus. What advice would you have to uh, people with lupus? I was go on a vegan diet, and you said that made a difference for you. Was the transition difficult? Yes, you know it's not easy, but it wasn't just the vegan diet. It was also a crazy amount of green leafy vegetables so that's like the kale the spinach the cruciferous vegetables whatever it's that would be really hot that to me eating that amount of vegetables like i'm gonna have to do a smoothie or something because there is no way i can chew that much that much green yeah i just do like at the moment i'm doing a hyper raw nourishment program so i've even upped it at the moment so i'm literally doing the rapid recovery it's on my Instagram page and like you can see it in the stories. But um, so I'm even doubling that amount because I'm trying to control my epilepsy even with diet as well this way. But How does that work? Because I know that the keto like, diet was originally designed for epilepsy. Well, there's a keto diet for epilepsy, but there's, you know, at the moment I can't do the keto because I'm controlling my lupus with this diet. So it's all very complicated. but. There are a lot of diets that can control this kind, these kinds of autoimmunes. So if you have an autoimmune, 
don't just take this crazy drug stuff because that stuff has side effects, you know? And I think we just give in to these drugs too easily, and I think you should try diet first. I think that is a really, really, really good piece of advice. I have to tell you, uh, when I was diagnosed, um, my family thought I was going to die. I was here in the States, and they sent me back to Australia, and the whole thing cleared up simply because Australia didn't have the chemicals in the food that they had here, and it turned out what I was having was a reaction to the chemicals. That's what flared it up. It was like McDonald's cheese here could kill me. Meanwhile, well, I, got, go. I, got I, mean... by, yeah, I got bit by a black widow, go to the hospital because my friends are freaking out, and the, the doctor looks at me and uh, asks, he's like, have you ever been bit by a spider in Australia? I said, yes. He said, you're fine, go home. Like a black widow here can't hurt me, but apparently the cheese, I'm going to die. In your defense, Summer, the cheese here is 30% plastic. It actually has to be identified <laughs> as cheese substance. It cannot be That's identified what I'm saying. as cheese. So I'm saying cheese. basically just eat vegetables from now on. And you'll, <laughs> I'm good with that. you'll be surprised by your recovery. I'm I'm actually really good with that, especially, and it makes sense, especially because what what fled up my lupus and what caused it, and why they thought I was going to die before my family shipped me home to Australia to see the family, was yeah, I, uh, eating, I hated the doing food here. diet advice because you know my whole body stuff. I was scared to give anyone, you know, diet crap. I don't want to give you any head, you know, body dysmorphia crap. It's nothing to do with that. It's literally for health reasons. This is all health, so. All this stuff well, I, is hyper-nourishment, you know, I think or that, just, you can have as much as you want. I agree with you, but I think people giving diet advice, especially when you get on Instagram and you get into a lot of the toxicity there uh, around diet culture, I think people have taken something that once upon a time diet culture was about being healthy and have kind of run into, here's how you lose another three pounds, like, mm-hmm. you know, off of your already hundred pound frame. Like it's, it's, it's kind of gone way off the rails. Uh, yeah. When I was 100%. loaned out, like I was loaned out, I'm five foot eight. When I was loaned out um, for a runway show, they wanted me down uh, to 95 pounds. I couldn't get past 98. I have hips. That's why I was doing underwear modeling, not runway, because I have I have a shape. Um, but they wanted me down to like 95 pounds. I couldn't get there. I just couldn't. I, mm-hmm. I was stuck at like 98, and it was uh, my partner at the time and my my friend were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Are you stupid?" like you look sick you need to stop and uh yeah. then i came here and i was eating and i got really sick and, the, and it was a combination of the food and not eating and all of this and a bunch of hair fell out like it was it was i was very sexy like when dying makes you good at a job maybe reevaluate the job yeah uh, <laughs> that's not a great bar when they're like you look like you're dying uh, I definitely want to hire you. When you look like you're dying. Yeah, I don't know what? why. The, I mean, it's still in. That's the annoying thing. Everyone's like, it's changed. Industry's changed. I'm like, no, it hasn't. Just, oh, my God, look at the <laughs> runways. They have Yeah, heroin chic it's is like, back. Yeah, it's still very, like, it's. we have some diversity now. We've got, like, there. We've got some, you know, added, you know, curves. But we still have, like, out who can outfin each other game still playing, you know. Okay. It's still there. For some reason. Diversity would would mean real diversity. Putting one or two, um, you know, normal-looking women or plus-size models. And by the way, a 12 should not be a plus-size into a runway show. (laughs) I'm just saying that's not plus-size. That's human. I know. Um, There you go. 
into a show does not make it diverse. Like, and, and on the flip side, by the way, I'm also against like Tess Holiday, the same as I was against Kate Moss. I don't think these extremes are healthy either way. Just, yeah. just personally, I don't care which way yeah. you're going. I think so too. Uh, and I think it creates an effect on young girls. Like I see there's a whole movement on now for, for girls uh, to gain weight and model like Tess Holiday. There's a whole movement online. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. It's horrifying. Um, so they're wanting to put on, they want to get to 400 pounds. Oh. That's the goal. Oh, God. God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been on the other end of that, that where I'm like, yet. I'm 98 pounds and I have to be like, you know, 95. Like, I'm telling you, it's stupid that way. It's stupid the other way. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's no not sense. good. I have, yeah. Well, no, I know, you're, yeah, you're, Curve modeling, you have to be a certain curve size. That's what I'm saying. I, I yep. fall short of that too. Like, I'm not curvy enough these days. You know, I'm, in, I, I'm an in betweeny model. That's what they call me. Yep. That's it. So and I just hang out. And when a company before. wants to use an in betweeny model, they just hire me. And that's what I just do. And that's, I'm okay with that now. I just do it at my size, and I'm okay with that. Has that been your career or did you find yourself fluctuating to multiple different weights and body types? I have fluctuated. Um, now I, I, you know, now I'm more a 10 to 12, but I've always been more of a 10 to 12. I've kind of always stayed 10 to 12, but it's more of being yeah. like a curvier 12 is when the agency loves me. If mm-hmm. I stay a curvy 12, they love me, but when I'm a skinny 10, they kind of hate me. Yeah. And that's kind I of the, the deal. <laughs> That's it. It's it's you're not curvy enough at that point. Uh, it, yeah. It's 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 really specific, and I think Australians tend to do quite well with modelling as we're like we're tall <laughs> in the in the first place. Um, but we're also not necessarily very very big people, so I think it's got to be difficult on your end because yeah, I, they're going to want you to put on a little bit. You're you're on the low end of where you should be there for them. So is it hard? Is it yeah. hard for you with that? Well, now I've been doing more advertising, which I've been more. That's been the end goal for me, my manager. More beauty and perfumes and campaigns, and that's been so much better. That's been the end goal because you know doing the hardcore catalogs and stuff. It's as you know, summer. <laughs> it, it's more. It, it's more hard work than you think, uh, and it's you know better money. So. That's been a better lifestyle for me. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, can you tell them what this work is actually like? Because I've had people, when we advertise that you're coming on, they're like, oh, I can take photos and look like her. Can I get famous too? I'm like, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's, it's more work than you think. So what is an average day like when you're doing that? Yeah, well, modeling, like I said, has changed. But back in the day, you'd have a whole book and you'd go on these stupid castings in the city and you'd have to meet a ton of these agents that would look at your books and be really intimidating. You'd meet a room of really intimidating people and you'd be really young at the time and you'd have to take your clothes off and wear what they want you to wear and you'd parade around and then you'd meet like 20 different people that day and then you'd book jobs based on those castings. And then those castings, either you do catalogs, which is money um, for those, you know, catalogs that you find online or in your, you know, uh, post boxes. 
you know, magazines, and then you do editorials, which is the really amazing, beautiful photos that, you know, big uh, photographers shoot. And that, they're much harder to get casting. And they're, they're actually harder to do. You have to go to stupid parties, even. You have to flirt with the right people. You network, network, network. <laughs> you have to meet the right people, dance with the right people, you know, schmooze with the right people. I don't know. It's like a game. It's not as easy as it thinks as you think, unfortunately. And then you have to do lots of test shoots, you know, to, you know, get lots of photos of your face. And that's about it. That's <laughs> that's modeling in a nutshell. I think that was uh, really well put by Cindy Crawford many, many years ago. She had said, you have to get to know the right people and hope they like you. And once they like you, you can maybe get your toe in the door. Then once you get your toe in the door, you can maybe get on, you know, get that audition and job. Half of it is just selling yourself to the right people and hoping you've spoke, you know, hoping you've spoken to the right person and then selling yourself to that person and the photographer and the casting director again and again and again and again. Uh, in the end, the whole job is just sales. You know, buy yeah. my product. <laughs> you know what? You can yeah. actually bring this in comparison to any. I think any job that you're required to make a living off using your body is done in the exact same way. Even as a fighter, I can go into a fight and I can look at a roster and I can say, oh, this guy looks like a great matchup for me, but the matchmaker might say, uh, no, we have someone else in mind for him, purely based on either body type, height, reach, like length of arm, background, all these different things go into play. And then, of course, if you want to work for a very big label, the comparison would be like Victoria's Secret type of big or whichever you got to go in and show off and impress these people inside the octagon inside the cage and make sure they show or can see how great you are but also how you match up against the people who already work for them and if they want to accept you or not that's true fighters spend as much time walking in their around in their underwear as we do encourage that too i have to say they're like great the victoria's secret underwear when you go to those castings and <laughs> Like, ooh, yeah. yes, ooh, my shirt fell off there. It's like, how would they <laughs> see the bra? I'm not sure. Anyway. That's exactly That's it. funny. It's true. it's true. I've never heard of that before. That's... It's true. Once, But once you hit a big brand, they sell you off of that forever. Like, mm -hmm. what, what are the brands you're most associated with? Me? Yes. Um, you know, I love – my one brand I love working with is Sports Illustrated – I got to do a whole big shoot for them as well as like I got to be like the videographer and the photographer as well. And I got to shoot with them like four years in a row. Um, I got to shoot with Ralph Lauren. Uh, Kenneth Willard was a big photographer that we did a big studio exhibition. That was a big one where I got to meet all the big guns of New York City. Um, well, I don't know. I love, I love doing editorial, you know, and, I love doing all the magazines over the years. I think they were the most fun. Um, and going back to your, where was your best location? I loved Fiji there. It was amazing. Fiji was so much fun. I'm sorry, CG? Fiji? Yeah. Oh, Fiji. Yeah. Okay, Fiji. There was like a water issue. It was like Save Our Seas issue. That was oh, awesome. Oh, I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this job, I know how lucky I am. And so I've, you know, I don't take that lightly. So I've loved the editorial and I just love the art stuff. It's just been so much fun, like the art, edit, like different locations and I think have been, yeah, just, yeah, insane. 
So you can take me okay. anywhere and I'll do any pose was my saying to my to all the photographers to try to book me, I suppose. <laughs> I like that. Now, we have about three minutes left to the show. What do you want to tell everyone out there? Uh, just be really confident in yourself and uh, like I was saying before, you know, take this life and do amazing things with it and don't be racist, don't be sexist. Uh, am, am I live right now or am I quiet with you? You are live. Oh, am I live? <laughs> Yay. You are live. Um, yeah. D- you know, you only have one life, so use it to your advantage and be healthy. I know, once again, I'm going on about health crap, but you've got to really live your life and don't eat all that crap because it will affect your body. And so I think eat the nutrients and plant the nutrients. So if you've got garden space, just please garden. And, you know, just do it with community. It's really fun. You can start making friends that way. Like I met a bunch of epic friends, fellow vegans uh, in California, John Jeevans. You can look him up. He was an amazing gardener, probably the best gardener I've ever met. And he had an amazing way of life and just gardening and composting and just garden beds in general. So, yeah, just, just I think, eat, eat your greens and take care of your body and, you know, love your partner. And I know I'm being really vain and lame and gay and all that crap, but, yeah. And like screw Victoria's Secret. You don't need to buy the lame-ass lingerie. You can buy compostable lingerie by my friend in Australia (laughs) and other cool brands. There's so many other cool brands run by women these days, you know, that you can find. Um, What else? Uh, Remind me to hook you up with Jane Velez Mitchell. She'd be right up your alley. Jane from Jane Unchained. Remind me to hook you up with her. Yeah. She'd be very interested in this. I'm down. I need some ladies. I like that. All right, guys. So if you take anything from this show, live your best life and fucking compost. Compost. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. Make sure you are following Robin Lawley on all social media. I'm going to put up a link. Follow her, follow her, follow her. Thank you very, very much to my co-host, Bear. Thank you very, very much, Robin, for coming on. I'd love to have you on again, and I'm definitely hooking up with Jane. And thank you all for joining us this week for Behind the Scenes, talking a little bit about what it's like to live in Hollywood, but more than that, talking about life. I'm Summer Helene. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.